killed like a like an organ harvesting blood pirate from behind, I would be stressed. I feel like that's that's bloodlust. I feel like you should feel like amazing after that. Would, yeah, adrenaline. I'd have like yeah. like, like, like blood holy on my face. shit. Like you guys just see me come back dragging this bunny, like, like with like a blood splatter on my face. Like, we we gotta we gotta patch that suit up. Like freaking Sweeney Todd. See if we can get to that suit functioning for you again. Hello everybody. We are hot off the last session. John hot. is so excited. He is gritting his teeth. We are nobody wake the bugbear, and we have returned for episode two of our playthrough of Rain in Blood by Eric Alcendor, the module written for the mothership sci-fi horror RPG published by Tuesday Night Games. We started with yellow, with the haunting of Ypsilon. Then we did green, which is green tomb. And now we're on to red, which is quite bloody. Isn't it, John? This feels much more dangerous than the other two. Please describe your elation of last week's ending scene. I mean, yeah, this is what Mothership is all about, ladies and gentlemen. You should play this game because the stakes are so high. They're so much higher than like normal D&D combat. Any, like every single combat is like win or lose. It's like you do, you kill or be killed. But as a result, it means when you get it in a cinematic peak, which is what I did, where I crept up behind the the guy who I knew was like a like a terrifying savage re- space fi- space vampires. Firefly Reaver-esque blood pirate and I was just creeping up behind him with this image that I'm looking at on the screen which is like a sort of terrifying red space marine with with like human skin stitched into his armor and crap and then I snuck up behind him with my vibrating machete and tried to sever his neck and then took he, his hand off and then took his hand off and then he bled out and died but I knew that if I didn't do that he could turn around and kill me yeah that was going to happen because your friends were too they would act after him yeah back in the corridor but First things first, hello, I am Andrew, I am the Warden, my name is an anagram of Warden, so that's pretty cool. Never lets us forget. John, <laughs> you yes. are John, you are playing Gordon Good, are I'm you playing not? Gordon Good, Good the shot. teamster, good shot, yeah. And Mr. Josh is here with us. Yes, I am. And you are playing? I'm playing Rian Prince, the overly equipped Marine. Who did nothing in this combat. Who did nothing, but he looks cool. And we have also have another player here called... Galen Dynamics Android 201, Raphael. And I'm playing Raphael. He's a WPC, if you will. And because Doug is not able to join us, of course, as we mentioned in the first episode, but we are doing pretty well for each other, I think. I'd say so. So I'll just point out, as Josh said at the finale of that episode that you just listened to, that Vaxuits or this person's Vaxuit does have an armor class of three, which I didn't take into account because I was too excited. However, with the amount of damage that Gordon did was 19, took him to four hit points left. And because of the bleeding condition of his wound, when that pirate started his turn, he took number six on the wound table for bleeding. And that is bleeding four, taking him to zero hit points. And he died. So it all worked out. It all worked out in the end. It all worked out in the end. Can I make a request? Sure. To see the advanced battle dress details. Because there's a screen where they've got all the armors next to each other. Sure. And I just can't find it. Would you like to read it out what you have? Uh, Advanced battle dress, which includes short range communications, a body cam, headlamp, exoskeleton weave, which that's what I was trying to see, advantage on strength checks. And you ignore the first wound, and it has armor points of 10. And your speed is at disadvantage. Keep note of that. Yes, I have disadvantage on speed. So I was going to go minus speed. So remember plus in. Plus strength. Remember in combat, you can do grapple checks. You can take their weapon. That would be a strength check with advantage. You'll be sure. very good at that to take their weapon, things like that. Yeah. Think outside Think. the box. Because if I had tried that, he could have just knifed me. If I oh. tried to take his gun, he could have just knifed me on the same turn. Oh, yeah. So without that bleeding effect, it was going to be him next. He would have got out his combat knife and gone for you. Yep. But I do have hand-to-hand. And you've got a hazard suit on. It's a bit of armor. What would he have rolled with a knife? What do you mean? Not as good as a vibe shirty. Combat knife, 1D10. 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 Close quarters. All right. Are you ready to begin, gentlemen? I think you are. Because a vibe shirty just cuts through flesh like butter. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's meant for like hacking like wood and yeah. organic material. It's made for that. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, you do have short-range comms on a hazard suit. Oh. Oh. Pity and it a headlamp. Pity it doesn't. Does it? No, hazard suit, short-range comms, and a headlamp. That's, cor- that's correct. Yeah. 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 Nicely done. We will enter the episode right now as we continue Rain in Blood, Pray for Dawn, episode two. two, two. Content warning. Mothership is a horror game for mature audiences. It contains violence, foul language, some sexual content, and depictions of mental illness, trauma, stress, and panic that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please be advised. Gordon, we fade into the scene. Gordon is standing over the slumped body of the blood pirate. He's taking shaky breaths. His his sort of blockhead face <laughs> sprayed with blood. His vibe-shady arms shaking slightly. Let's roll a fear save. Because yeah. you just have brutally killed someone. Something that you are used to combat but it's wrestling. It's not for real. It's they all get up at the end. Yeah. But they don't. Well, just given his description and thirst for like more violent scenarios, I would have thought that he'd like be totally for this. No, I'm human. He's still human. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the good thing is because Raphael is way back in the security room. I don't get the you don't disadvantage. Get the disadvantage. Oh, nice. Because because also I was the only one that knew about these guys, so I'm the most frightened because I've heard all the rumors. Yeah. You see this body of this pirate. That is a fail. Okay. 78 over 37. You know what to do. Stress four. And you immediately begin dragging the body back, leading a bloody trail, leaving the hand there? No. In your haste, you pick up the hand. Oh, man. Just leave it there for the psychological thrill if they come across it. They just see a hand, no body. Ah. So, Gordon, you go back into the security console, dragging the body of this pirate. Oh, dear. It seems to be... What has happened, Gordon? I took care of this one. <sighs> Rian? <sighs> you okay? No! No, I'm not okay! I'm freaking out! Come on, this is the uh, the job that we thought might happen. <sighs> yeah. You just got to toughen up, man. Just uh, hold it together, you know? <sighs> you got this. He's got him. He's got a submachine gun. I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. What else has he got? Let's have a look. Combat knife. I'll take that as well. Oh, you, no, you should take that. Here That's we go. Marine crap. As you look at this person, do you remove the headgear? Yeah. Unless it involves another sanity check to take his headgear off. It looks human, but with disfigured features. And around the jaw looks to be like almost fang-like injectable protrusions. This, this is under the helmet. Oh. You take off the helmet and the, the head sort of flops around. It's half-severed. So they're fucking mutants. Everyone roll a sanity. Sanity? Yeah. And as you take off the breather, red gas comes out and just dissipates <laughs> into the atmosphere. Everyone roll a sanity. God in heaven... So this is not made a disadvantage. That's a fail. Oh, God. Please, please. That's a fail with a 25 over <gasps> 22. 10. It's an 85. 10 under 23. Under wow. You pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you're here for, man. And Gordon, you fail. Yep. Remember, if you get double numbers yeah, over, it's, not you, critical. it's critical. Okay. So, yeah, you see this defigured human that isn't quite human. Raphael looks... Raphael failed. So they walk up and look down and examine, just fascinated. 
very coldly examining. Fascinating. I stomp on the face with my hazardous suit boot. <laughs> and you crush the rest of the head. I just stomp it like more than once. <laughs> all right, all right, stop. <sighs> beep, 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 beep. Raph. Yes, Gordon. PSD. The PSD floats around you, Gordon, and a little smiley face comes up. <laughs> you need to take time out. Please go to the corner. Leads you to a mindfulness exercise. But Gordon, as this is happening, you realize your adrenaline's high. You suddenly remember you haven't got time for this. PSD just rattled a corridor mere minutes ago. There's at least two more coming. And there's at least two more coming. All right. To investigate. Quick question, Raphael. That yes. gas, does that mean that they possibly don't breathe oxygen? I am unsure. I do not have time to investigate, but it seems to be a mixture I of bet so. oxygen and some kind of red vapor. Okay. Well, it's a good and, thing uh, we didn't turn the power off. That helmet, does it have anything we could use? It seems to be severed beyond repair. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Listen, we don't have time. What you do you want to do? Take your gun. I'll take this one. Yeah. Go back out into the hallway. Wait for them to come out. All Hold right. them down. This is what we're doing? Yep. What? Where? They'll be coming out. Of, I'm imagining they're going to be coming out of the left door. The engineering door far to the west? Yeah. Where are you want to situating yourself? Yeah, the corner is good, I think. Because then we can um, duck uh, around it. I'd like to pick up a locker with my mech suit and uh, put it in the hallway for cover. No time. No time? I to can't rip it off the wall? It's secured to the wall. Ah, damn it. Yeah, like bolted in. It has to be because it's a... It's a, it's a spaceship. So yeah, but I want to rip it off the wall. When, when uh, gravity... You could, with your strength, I would give you advantage on that, but... I have advantage on strength. Yes. Hmm. Give it a shot. I mean, worst case is it just doesn't work, right? I can yeah, help. and you gain a stress. I, I can, can help you. I've got 45 strength. Well, you've already got advantage, don't you? On yeah, I, I do, but that's amazing. I think, I think you're using a bit of time here. So the drawback, if you critically fail, is it takes longer... If I critically fail? If you critically fail, Ooh. it's going to take longer and they might catch up to you. Okay. Okay. So the... I was seeing if I could do better. 31 under 35. Just got it. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. I'm going to help the you. The other one was like an 85, so that wasn't going to work. So both of you drag this locker with your exosuit... Weave. Yeah, yeah, I'm relying on the mechanics of this thing for sure. And now you have like a four foot high locker that you've just placed like on its side. On its side through the corridor. You're crouching behind it. Yeah. And this is going to give you cover. Yeah. This is going to give you cover to the tune of five wounds. <laughs> Let's say insignificant cover, which basic is basic furniture. furniture. Yeah, that's fair. So five AP. Keep that in mind. You've got five extra AP. As you hide. I feel better than nothing. I feel good about this. That means I've got 10 AP and you've got 15. Just in the corner, far down the corridor, entering the room with their weapons raised, are two more pirates. They see what's happened. They see the blood trail. Yeah. Everyone roll (sighs) for speed. We were waiting for them to come out, weren't we? I know. But you're ready and they're ready. Okay, fine. I will roll for each. I'll roll for both together. One roll. I failed. You fail? Yeah, 58 over their speed. I just made it because I have to roll a disadvantage. Disadvantage, yeah. I failed 32 over 30. Okay, so... 28 under 33. It's still a higher result. So, Rian, you go first. Gordon, you go second. Raphael, let's roll. Okay. I fail. So, Raphael will go... I critically failed. I'll miss this turn completely. And the pirates will go after you. Okay. okay. Let's begin as combat is on. All right. I'm just going to shoot one of them. I've got no choice. All right. And uh, I'm going to be using my firearms. Here we go. 27. W- very far Nailed below. It. You level this gun. Yeah. <laughs> and fire. Who are you firing at? The one on the left. One on the left? Go for it. Okay. I've got to roll twice and pick the highest of all. So this is about 20 meters, 25, 30 meters away down the corridor at the far end of engineering. (laughs) Oops. Uh. He's dropping dice. He's fumbling. His trigger fingers. 
They look to be holding, one is holding a revolver, one is holding a rigging gun with some sort of net system attached. 26. You just dacker this guy into red mist as bullets just go and he just drops to the floor, shredded, absolutely shredded, armor, useless. Blood sprays <laughs> all over engineering and the bullets ring out. You're all a fear save. We, we were trolled not to Rambo. Gordon. <laughs> I got a submachine gun. What are the stats for that? Submachine gun will do, I believe, 2d10 at your range. You have five shots. Go for it. Okay, well, first I have to roll combat. Roll I've got, combat. I've got 39. It's not bad. Do you have military training? I don't. All right, this is just a straight roll for you. Yes. Firing at the remaining pirate. Yes. That is a 31 under 39. Hey, you got nice. it. Roll your damage. What's the damage? 2d10. 2d10. Oh, God. One-handed. Vive Shetty in the other hand. Seven. Seven? All right. His armor is wrecked down to zero. He has three hit points. Four hit points go into his health. And he's still up. It is his turn. He looks down at his friend and goes, expletive through his mask, levels the revolver at you, Rian, and and fires. Bring it! He says, cowering behind the locker. (laughs) It's a success with one. Under, (laughs) under, under anything. Under anything. Three damage hits the The locker. locker. And goes, and just pings Fuck off yes. And then he will run down oh, shoot back at him, into can the we? room. And this is his turn. This is his other action. Oh, he's he's moving south and getting behind the wall. He's running around the corner. Oh. You just see him disappear to the south. All right. Do we uh, just wait for him? Raphael's turn. Don't give him time to recuperate. Real, just go in. It's your turn. What's he going to do? Take a pill? He might. Go! Oh, it's my turn because... Uh, Raphael's yeah skipped fucked okay yeah eloquent way to put it you look that yeah I've got bullets I just go in <laughs> <laughs> I go in to the top end so I'm far away and not within arm's reach because I don't want him to hit you me you go into engineering the hum of the engines are going and right before I get to the corner you just hear this whirring as the <laughs> minigun speeds up roll your attack <laughs> And uh, I roll. You've missed completely. Oh, oh no. I've gone really bad. What's happened? <laughs> You've missed completely. Have you critical? No. Uh, because like- looking around while you're in this room, you see the radioactive fuel rods and pipes just all no, no, leading into the it's engine. Not critical. <laughs> 60, you- 68 over 62. Oh, you take a stress, sir, and you have finished. Uh, that was your move and that was your action. Okay. So to speak. Yeah. Gordon. I'm going to. Drop the gun. Go in with a vibe shetty. Run sure. around the, run to him. Oh, one thing I should have done, Mr. Rian, oh. was I'm just telling the audience because we're still learning this game. Because that was far away, that should have been your total two moves. But we'll know for next time. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't have made the distance? You would have made it, but not being able to fire. Oh. But because you missed, we'll say it's in the wash and we'll go on to Gordon. But I generally, see. if you move far away, that's your two... Yeah, I'm just area. trying to figure out how far is far away, you know? You're right. Basically, close is a few meters. Nearby, five to ten meters. Far okay. away, 20 to 100 meters. But I guess... That's ten meters, It's still right? ten meters from the corridor, so we'll say like it's n- all fine. Gordon, it's your turn. I'm going to go I'm going to go in with with the vibe shetty. I'm going to go right up to him. Yep, it's only about 9 meters, 10 meters. Go for it. You're right next to him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, this is this is combat plus my hand to hand. Sure is. Oh my my lord. Okay. So again, that's 54. Got to go under 54. That's 38 under 54. Nailed it. 3d10 damage. That is 12 damage. Six hit points left. Let's roll that d10 to see what happens to this person. Six again. Sever a limb. You're chopping hands off all left and right. <laughs> left and right. I, I go for the hand that's whatever he's doing. Like, what was he doing when I came around the corner? He was holding his revolver. I just chopped his revolver <laughs> hand off. And it flops nice. to the floor. 
and Raphael walks down the corridor. Well, it seems you did not need me after all. <sighs> and combat is finished. <sighs> what do you do? I don't know if I like this job. I will check his vitals. <laughs> and Raphael walks down. Does the Hippocratic Oath apply to non-human freaks? I was not able to act in time to prevent you from causing this damage. However, it is now done. All right, uh, check the bodies. All right. So now that you're feeling that you aren't under any time pressure... Hard as a rock. What do you want to do? Do you want to lock that door they came... Do you want to shut the engine? I mean, you'll shut the door, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You shut the door. And do you want to drag them all back to the security console once more? Or search them here? Just search them here. Okay, here we go. Because we're trying to gain territory, right? Mm. There's no point in like... All right. I've got a little... This is... I got a little random loot table this for you ama- guys. This is amazing. This is, a, this is an amazing. <laughs> I got a little random loot. What's a what's, what do we get? Tell well, us about this random loot. So, on one of them, you find some sort of wand with a control panel on it, and the other, you find a red Mercer security keycard. Write this down. Red keycard, and on the one inside the security room that you killed before, Gordon. Yes. You find a bag of mysterious silver coins. The two in the room have a boarding axe, a revolver, and an explosive charge. <laughs> we are. Oh, man. So. And the other one has a rigging gun. Rigging gun. These are quite dangerous. They shoot out a net which has spiky barbs on it. It is used to capture animals. It can cause quite significant damage if trying to remove. It most likely will be used to capture colonists or other members of the crew. Sounds useful. So explosive charge, rigging gun, bag of silver, bag of weird silver coins. Red keycard, key wand card. with weird controls on it. Wand what, with weird controls. What do we know about that? Roll. No, those with. Tell me how you. How do you know? Tell me. Well, I've got industrial equipment. You look at it, it doesn't seem to be industrial based. <clears throat> okay. Raphael speaks up. Hmm. It seems to be some sort of control device. Right, but... Uh, or biological use. Biological use? Yes. It may control some biological equipment. What is that? What, what kind of equipment? Like a... Uh, Perhaps yeah. some kind of shock collar. Oh, I see. Or... Incapacitation system. Do we see any of these uh, devices on them? You see no shock collar. Well, they're not going to wear shock collars on themselves. They're probably going to put them on their captives. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know that. Could get weird. If if I just uh, point down the corridor and I push one of the buttons? Nothing happens. Okay. So on the other person that's in the... They all look pretty similar, but one looks a bit more decorated than the others. The one that you killed first, Gordon. Did you get that stun grenade and combat knife? As well as the SMG? The SMG is the, the charge, or? What's yes. The SM- okay. Submachine gun. And between them yes, all, SMG. you find some more loot. Between all three, you search for something. Combat knife. I don't need a combat knife. My vibe shit is better. Unless you want one. I've got a boarding axe already. That's true. A boarding axe is better, isn't it? Yep. Ooh. One of them has an electronic tool set. Ooh. Cool. If you don't mind, I will take that tool set. It will be useful in the future. I agree, Robo... Robo... Robo Bones, you take it. Do we want to explore the rest of the ship? Or go back to the security console? I feel like uh, another recon from the droids. Yeah, this time we don't tell them to make any noise. Life support and artificial gravity was down the corridor to the east. Should we check that out first? Yeah, yeah. Let's explore our options. All right. To the east, life support. Hopefully there's nothing more hiding in there. You're leaving the bodies, correct? I will take one of the masks. Well, there's blood everywhere. There's blood everywhere. These leave the bodies. I just want to see if we come across anything that the droid could analyze it later. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There is blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. But these are blood pirates. They slaughter people and grab people. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Blood does not necessarily indicate dead bodies. They might just find blood and think that it was them on some sort of escapade. That so is we, true. We should Perhaps we should hide the evidence in the security room. That is known to be yeah. unfound. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, blood is one thing, but bodies is another. They're blood pirates. They probably see a lot of blood, but don't see a lot of their buddies dead. Let's move them. So, yeah, you look around, Rian, and you're looking down at your heavy weapon. And you think, yeah, it's lucky you didn't miss a lot because there's like sealed fuel rods all leading into these engines and if you had hit one you would have blasted the room with radioactive fuel <laughs> which you're fine with because you've got a hazard you've suit you've got a hazard on. suit yes that'll be fun I love this game <laughs> <laughs> okay so I wanna go to war I wanna go to war I wanna lightsaber yeah, yeah, six oh oh up against the wall hanging up is anti-radiation suits they are not hazard suits they do not provide the ap5 but they're just for they're like that plastic suits that you that mm. they wear for anti-radiation i'm making the pog Could face we have put them on underneath um that sounds a bit, a bit of tall order too because you know how they got their huge face masks yeah like they, a great big you know oh, well, big, i thought it was like, just like under uh like skins or something. No, like those full suits you see people wear. Oh, with, a, with a big okay. Like in E.T. Head. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. When they're in those tubes and they're walking down it's like so it's still got the yeah. breathers in it. Yeah. And you find a bunch of simple tools as well. Spanners. Oh, I've got a tool yeah, set. You've got that. Alright, so you take those people and you have been awake for around 45 minutes. Productive. Alright. So all four of you, PSD included, Go down the corridor. I to love the that. East. Even though you have a, a WPC, you still have the pet. So it's like the pet is the Anastasia of this campaign, even though you already have a character you're playing as. See, I didn't do the DM thing where I can just make up a character. So because I was playing a PC for you guys, I rolled a character. Yeah. And I got the shittest roll. It's like this is <laughs> like awful low low grade Android. I'm imagining that your Android looks like Jamie Campbell Bauer. Like it's uh it's topical. They're pretty weak, 14 strength, 23 speed, high intellect, 48, combat, 33. So how do you have 14 strength? I rolled low. He's, it's oh, plus no. 20. Uh, negative 10 to a stat. Yeah. Oh. For an Android. For an Android, yeah. They're basically a doctor. And that's... They, yeah, sure. They've been looking after you guys for a number of years <laughs> and has recently acquired the, the PSD bot as an insurance payout cool. at some point in time. You go to the north of this long corridor and you are in front of the sealed doors of the life support and artificial gravity. What do you do? This is I'm imagining your the android looks like this this guy. No, you yeah. have to explain it for uh I'm, audio yeah. listeners. Actor Jamie Campbell Bauer, who's famous for being in uh No relation to the character. Yeah, he, he well, he's in the most recent season of Stranger Things for those of you who have been watching it. All right. Can we just open the door? I believe so. Let me just check if it's passworded or not. You would think it would be, being sensitive. I've got a key card. I've got a red. But you Mercer do have a red card. Mercer key card. All right. So what are we looking at? We're looking at number twenty-two life support. The door is passworded. Can I try the key card? What are we going to do in there? You're not sure. You're just exploring. Well, it's, it's gonna. It says life support and gravity is in there. The controls. Hmm. So. That might come in handy later if it I want to do some anti-gravity. Gravity is functioning nominally, and so is life support. But it's worth checking out, is it not? It seems to be passworded. I'm going to try the keycard. The keycard doesn't work. It seems to be a separate system. Perhaps I could try to bypass it. Give it the go, I guess. Yeah. It will take some time, but I believe I can do it. Okay. Would you like to explore while I do it? Sure. All right. So I trust him. This will take me some time to brute force. And you see him, his eyes, uh, you see their eyes flip up and just go as they're running through the numbers just over and over again to try to break this code. Yeah. What do you guys want to do? Let's uh, move further ahead then. Yeah. Okay. Back, back into engineering? I mean, yeah, we can't hope for all the rooms to be as loud as the engine room though. Yeah. As you go through the corridor leading into engineering, you see six vents leading into the north and the three vents leading into the south which you know... Lead into our room. Lead into your room. At least one of them does. Yep. 
I don't feel like crawling through events just yet. Do you want to go through any events? Oh, actually, maybe we should. I mean, you can't make it in your suit, can you? No. But I suppose I can. We don't have PSD with us. Oh, God, okay. The hum of the engineering is all around you. Well, I've got a body cam. You got the HUD. I can't see if you go too far. That's a good point. Yeah, they're still jamming us. God damn it. We need the uh, PSD. I think it's well, the best option. Well, I think... Okay. <laughs> Listen, we've been making foolish-ass decisions already, and they've been helping us so far. I'm going to try crawling in the van. Okay, just uh, come back as soon as you see trouble. Yep, so, I will. So, Gordon, you get a leg up, and Mr. Rian, you easily... <laughs> easily lift him up and you going into the vent that PSD looked through yeah and you get shoved into it face first you cannot hold a weapon I've got a headlight no I can your submachine gun is too bulky and your vivachette you don't want to be crawling around with a buzzing one of them had a a revolver did they not they did I'll allow a revolver or a small knife combat knife because I've got a torch on my hazmat suit sure head I will allow Combat knife. Knife is better, actually. Or your revolver. I'll hold the combat knife. Done. Not the revolver. No, because I'm hand-to-hand. Sure. And you see, going down south, meters into the vent, is a cross-section that leads further. Yep. I'll keep going. All right. To the travel I'll, through I'll the I'll go vents. to the cross-section. 20 meters, 30 meters. I'll travel south. And you reach a junction. Yep. And the south vent, you're going down? Yep. You go down. And down, and down, and still go down. 60 meters, 70 meters. Do you keep going? There's no openings at all? Not yet. Yeah, I keep going. You keep going, and then you come in to a very cramped space with the words, Railgun Maintenance Room. (laughs) (laughs) It smells of gun oil and grease, and there's a hint of magnetism in the air. I'll keep going into that. You walk into the room. It's very small. It's the main railgun maintenance room. So, I'm assuming the vents is not the main way to access this. It's the only way to access this. So, to access the maintenance to the railgun, you have to crawl into the vent? Yep. Okay. Well, that's what Teamsters are for. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll look over that later because that's not trouble. If that's where the vent ends, I'll crawl back the other way. All right. You go back. Oh, sorry. Retcon. As you go up to the vent, it's locked with oh. a yellow keycard needed. And I only got a red one. Yeah. You push your red one to the console and it blinks up yellow. Access yep. denied. Okay. Sorry about that. Never mind. I go back. And north. from what you see, it looks to be offline. Yeah. Well, the pirates would have disabled that. Josh is fidgeting. I am. Because he's excited slash afraid. I'm thinking about what we could use the railgun for. Oh, yeah. Shoot their ship up. Shoot their ship to smithereens. So, Gordon, you travel north again. Yep. Down through this long corridor. Once again, the vents, like, doom, 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 you're sweating. You're in this suit. Yeah. It's recycling your water a bit, but it's hot. Yeah. And it's really quite claustrophobic as well, especially being in a... Are you fully helmeted up or you just have it off? The, the suit regulates both hot and cold. Oh, so you're quite temperate. Yeah. But do you have your full uh, business on? Yeah, just for safety. Full breakfast? Yeah. It's business. Gordon, you see into the cargo bay through your vent. Yes. And this is what you see. <laughs> this is where PSD, more or less, you think, drew the attention. Because it said it was opened up into a cargo bay. So this is number 19 on the map. You see a towering maze of cargo containers. Long shadows slide along the rows of shipping containers that are laid up. It looks to be because of your... What have you got? You've got got industrial, you've got rim wires. Yeah. You're you're a teamster. Yeah. You know this. Terraforming equipment to start a new colony. All types of tools, electronics and heavy machinery, including some land craft, all packed away. This is extending to the roof 
and it's darkening the room because yeah. it's cutting off the main lights. Got a planet in a box, basically, what we're looking at here. Yeah. And you see all the contents are shrink-wrapped in polythene plastic sheets and housed in thick polymer resin crates. And they're all secured to the bulkhead. You cannot hear or see any creatures here at the moment. Against the far southern bulkhead are three large airlocks, only one of which you can see. Right, okay. That's as far as it goes? That's as far as it goes unless you want to climb out of the vent. You are quite high. It'll be a quite big drop. Yeah. So uh, you said well, you said the boxes are stacked high to the ceiling. You could open the vent and jump onto one and climb down. Oh, God. I mean, I, I kind of want to. <laughs> Let's cut back to Rian. Yeah. Rian, you are in engineering. You're looking at the fuel rods and the anti-radiation suits. What do you do? Look, uh, there's not much reason for me to t- uh, do anything but uh, wait. I'm You're standing guard in engineering. Waiting guard, exactly. Because you know it's quite loud and you need to be in engineering looking at that door. Mm-hmm. Holding the gun. Yeah. Look, I've got to keep yeah, going. I've got to keep going until I see some trouble. I'm Surely I can stealthily open the vent. And we go back to Raphael. You might see uh, with your thermal vision... Because you can see several hours of activity. Oh, crap. That's a good idea. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, thermal vision. You're I said, activating. I said they're on my forehead. They're under the helmet, but I can slip them down onto my eyes. Okay. You do it. I look through. For what you can see in the area. I just need to see more than three. Between was... the crates, you see footprints yep. fading away in the cold floor. Yep. Of two humanoids snaking their way through this area. Okay, good. So that's all that I can see. Mm-hmm. So we've taken care of those two. And we cut back to Raphael. I'll come back then. Raphael's eyes snap open and you hear this. And the door is unlocked. Beep, 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 beep. Yes, I will investigate. You go get Rian. And PSD floats down the corridor. And Raphael enters the room. And this is what they see. Room number 22. Stacks of console towers with lights and knobs, view screens, shelling out information. For what Raphael can see, life support is untouched. Access to the ship's vital systems is password protected once more. And there is a large vent hatch access that says to deck one. And we cut back to Gordon. I'll start returning. And Gordon, you flick through the vent and you... Plonk down on the floor and Rian turns to... No, Rian doesn't know. You come down the vent and you see Rian just staring at the far engineering door with his gun ready, PSD just floating next to him. Okay. What do you do? Don't shoot me. He doesn't hear. Oh, God. Like, you have to pretty much yell in this room to be... Or at least more than conversational tone. I'm going to, like like, bang on the vent with a loud noise. So when they turn around, they can see me standing there. Rian, you're pretty, you're pretty jumpy, or you're a cool customer? I'm pretty cool, considering uh, I knew he was in the vent. Sure. So, Rian, you turn around, you'll just recognize it's Gordon, and you take your finger off the trigger. Because if I if I decided to wear the pirate costume, and then I'd call him <laughs> the vent, and then come out, he was about to shoot me. Spooky, gotcha. Okay, I'm going to... I'll slip my... I'll slip the head off of my hazmat suit. Sure. Just so I'm clearer talking, because... Okay, so I saw the heat signature of the two guys coming out of the cargo hold. Couldn't see evidence of anyone else in there. So I reckon we can go in there. But it's it's mostly like piles and piles of terraforming crap. There's land vehicles, like atmospheric condensers and giant plastic boxes. Right, so uh, not much use to us right now. Not useful to us right now, except as a... Maybe a maze to lead them through, but we'd have to learn the way in and out of it ourselves, and that's going to take time. So, yeah, I think we can ignore it. The only heat that I saw was those two dudes. Okay. All right, uh, I think from the presence of a little friend here that Raphael is okay. Yeah, you go back to Raphael? Yeah. Yeah. You go back to Raphael, and they are they are in the life support and artificial gravity. Hello, Rian and Gordon. So what's uh, what's the situation? These systems have not been affected by whatever virus or lockdown procedure is affecting the rest of the ship. The controls are locked out and password protected. However, we know that we can access these controls through the security console. 
if we are needed. Okay. Right. I have searched the room and found some vent maintenance tools and access to deck one. Oh yeah, I should also say I found, um, I found where they keep the railgun maintenance, but, uh, couldn't get in because I needed a yellow security card. Okay. Maybe one of the, no, another one of the pirates has it. Maybe yeah, one of the crew possibly. has one. We would was have to function? look around. I couldn't get in, but the, the, the card reader was working and just didn't want my red card. Interesting. Okay, so, um, should we press on? Every every single time we talk, more people could be yeah. getting their spleens taken out, so yeah, let's keep going. Now that we are relatively safe, should we activate the sweeping ping? Well, we don't know if there could be 20 people on the ship. Well, that I think... That is true. Well, listen. Perhaps we shall keep the elemental surprise. Yeah, 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 I think so too. Let's uh, send a droid to the north side and we can go to the corridor. Sure. After. Okay. So you're basically sending it down for a few minutes and it's coming back. Yeah. Yep. And relaying to Raphael. You open the door to engineering and PSD floats down the corridor. Oh, does it have the the vent that goes to the north? He, was, he wants the vent to the north does rather than... Does that go around the other way? Yes, it does. You go th- send PSD through the vent and it disappears. Whirring. And what was the instructions? Uh, go around, look for danger and come back. Sure. It comes back after a few minutes. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. It seems to be to the north is Cargo Bay 1. Crew personal effects. Okay, and... There doesn't seem to be any sign of pirates. That's good. All right, and maybe we can press on then. Okay, yeah. Rian, Raphael, will, uh, Gordon. Turn on my thermal vision to look for footprints. You see several footprints. Three groups. Okay. And you enter the long hallway. Any going into that room to the north? At the room to the north is a door that is closed. Sorry. Any footprints going in? Yes. And to the south, you see the two footprints and an open door to Cargo Bay 2. Okay. So, uh... And in the center of this corridor, you see the main elevator. Right. Which is what's signified in the square section. It's quite large. It's enough to hold 10 people at least going up. Did you say that he didn't see anything? No people. Cargo Bay 2 was... Up here, in this room. Which room? Uh, the to one the north. north. He said... He Cargo said, Bay 1. He said there was like crew and personal effects, but no signs of piracy in there. Huh. Not that he could see. This freaking thing is like a pirate carnival ride. Yeah, I... Uh, at least we're getting paid, right? We're not paying for this. Okay. Uh, well, it, How shall we proceed? Well, if that's the crew room, there might be a yellow key card in there somewhere. Maybe we check, okay. Sure. But we be careful. You open the door. Who enters first? Well, maybe the android, because we all look kind of scary. I will enter. In our hazmats, in my hazmat thing. Yeah. And Raphael, with PSD, enters Cargo Bay 1. And this is what you see. Five pirates. <laughs> it's number 20 on the map. Oh, God. I'm looking for it. Okay. Twelve I got it. pirates. I got it. I got it. Twenty pirates. So Cargo Bay... Each number represents the amount of pirates in the room. Okay. Cargo Bay 1. I'm sorry, John. Beforehand, Cargo Bay 1... You look through Cargo Bay 2, which was the personal effects Cargo Bay. Oh, so I didn't see the terraforming. But the description I gave is applicable to Cargo Bay 1, which right. you are in now. So, okay. yes. let's ret- audience, imagine that I said that I saw crew and personal effects, yes. and now we're going into the terraforming room. Yeah, and both have no signs of active pirate activity. Thank heavens. Okay, so, so we're going you, the other way. <laughs> you see rows of luggage of all shapes and sizes, coloured and numbered sections are painted on the floor, and you see personal luggage. This is going to take ages to go through. Let's just move on. You're not searching at all? Well, unless there's a pirate hidden in a briefcase. Well, you don't know if you don't search. I mean, how long is it going to take? It will take some time to search around, but we may find something of use. All right, let's search. Let's be quick. Yeah, just think... No, no, let's not search. Let's move on. No, no, no. I'm trying to tell you that this is not like... Dungeons and Dragons where everything has to happen in an adventuring day if you want to spend an hour searching half an hour you just do it 
You've okay. got you've been given twenty four hours before the ship explodes, right? Yeah. With the message, twenty four hours, and you've only been active for about an hour. Yeah. Okay. Let's or search. maybe an hour thirty but now. The pirates could be harvesting people as we speak. They could, but what are you supposed to do? Kill them all. <laughs> like, are you are, are you going to storm the place in an hour and just kill no. pirates after pirates of the pirates, or are you going to just Layer the land, sneak around, gather what you can. What do you want to do? Maker of the mo- maker of the module. I hope you're enjoying this. <laughs> okay, you don't like what I'm saying is you don't have to run and yeah. run into encounters. You can take more than enough time to even rest and reduce your stress with a comfort save. You know what I mean? So think about your as what your characters how they would react. I really only care about anything that could relate to the ship or anything useful, but um. Don't know what to look for. Excellent. You search this thing. takes about half an hour. And you find an emergency med kit cool. against the wall in a secured, but you're able to open it. However, if you would like to open any of the luggage, I'll let you do that as well. Do you want to open some luggage? Oh, God. I mean, what has uh, the world come to? Any of the luggage look particularly expensive? That's impossible to tell from luggage. No, yeah, I mean, it's, like it's, any Louis Vuitton, you know? It's sealed in like the same They're sort all sealed of in the same crates things. and sure. secured to the hull. We find a girl in an icebox. <laughs> Not quite. She's my sister. Okay. You see clothes and furnishings and you open up a few and it's just junk passenger luggage yeah not yeah. interesting it looks but, like uh, it's already been half ransacked by two pirates before alright let's keep going then looking for all valuable things let's move on and you see the airlocks three of them against the northern wall yeah down to cargo bay 2 yep alright now you enter now we're in the the maintenance and as you explore this room I'm sure you're just exploring you're not immediately attacked by anything I you- checked for heat signatures. Yeah, but you were up in a vent, remember? Now you got the liberty to walk down the corridors of this equipment. And, okay, you're all going to love this, but in the bottom of the cargo bay, secured to the wall, is a mechanical loader with big yellow arms with forklifts on the side, a cage at the front, and stripy orange and yellow black Markings. So this is Avatar then. It's an exo loader. It's, it's aliens. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, it's not gonna. We, <laughs> it may not be useful for anything, but it's just a good thing to have. And I, I can totally drive that. Uh, armor points twenty, right? <laughs> I'm a teamster. It I is, can drive that. <laughs> it is armor points plus five, speed negative. Yeah. Disadvantage. It is large bipedal. Yeah. Strength. Com- combat plus fifteen. Does not fit through doors does not fit through the rest of the corridors of the ship. <laughs> just, just for a cargo bay. So yeah. It fits into the airlock doors. Yeah. But not the... Yeah. <laughs> so so if we were fighting in this room and mm. we were prepared, maybe we could don it to... <laughs> so yeah. you can cut the plastic wrap of this terraforming equipment and other equipment. There's no point. But it takes about 3D 10 minutes per crate. Why would we cut open yeah. terraforming for equipment? crap? It's, it could, it's not just terraforming equipment. It's... We've got plenty of weapons. I'll, I mean, yeah. anything that looks like it could have night vision goggles in it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to tell. <laughs> and the most interesting thing on the far west is a titanium door. This a high security titanium door. Mm. That says the following. High security storage. I've got a hand welder. Can I try and cut it open? It looks like there's already a hand welder laying on the side out of use oh and there's cut marks in the door already Success, successful cut marks not successful would you like to cut? try to cut through it I'd like to look sheepishly around you know Tritanium this thing is tough How this likely? is made to withstand cutting attempts what about the attempts a, to rip it open with a, a cargo bot this is part of the ship and you could cause an internal or an external breach. Okay. If you rip... And also, it's beyond even the capabilities of the loader. Okay. So there's no... What you're saying is there's no <laughs> point. Okay. No, it looks like this would take hours to cut through. Uh, there's no... Let, Any, let's leave uh, that for later. digital way of getting in? There's no terminal, is there? Let's key see if there's terminal. a key card. Oh, key card terminal? Yep, yep, yep. 
All right, high security storage, number 16. Requires yellow keycard. Yeah, I've got a red one. Doesn't... Hmm. Okay, really? hey, if, you, if you manage to find a yellow keycard, come back. Yeah. And yeah. just deck to the nines full of... Oh, what could be in high security storage? Fucking cool shit, man. Valuable equipment. Yeah. Or just money. Precious stones, <laughs> weapons. I've got, a bag of, I've got a bag of silver coins. I don't know what that's for. Yeah, strange silver coins. It'll be a religious thing. It'll be like sacramental coins or something. It seems to be that this would be the area where they would store the most expensive and dangerous cargo. Well, right. perhaps military equipment and valuable. Let's remember that. Yeah, we Keep should moving. come back if we find that keycard or something I mean, better to cut I'm, with. I mean, the goddamn pirates came in. They must have taken some of the good stuff. Hmm. What if we both weld- use the welders? It's still going to take hours. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's just move ahead. Sure. We've reached the limit of what we can see in the vents. We're going to just have to move forward. Yeah. You exit the far western edge. I mean, how many pirate? How many are typically on a mutant pirate crew anyway? You don't know. You have to sweep and ping. Don't want to sweep and ping. All right. Down the corridor to the west, it continues on 30 meters to the west. I feel like we always go against the way that would be the easiest because we're afraid or we go with the thing that we think is going to make it the easiest and it ends up blowing up in our face and that's why we don't go with the easy yeah. option. Yeah. So we'll get to the end of this module and it'll be like, actually, if you sweeped and pinged, no one would realize anything and you would have found out that's the exactly exact locations of everyone. Do you want to do that? Andrew's, no, no, no. Andrew's just going to say, you guys should have sweeped and pinged and then we'll say, well, no, we thought, no, why would you think that? Uh, I never said that. It's like, we don't know which timeline we're on. We're, on, we're either on the timeline where we sweep and ping and everyone knows where we okay. are and that we're here, that so, looking for them. Say if you sweep and, <laughs> say if you sweep and ping. Yeah. And a power surge goes off. Yeah. Signifying something's been activated in that area. Yeah. And you leave that area. Yeah. And people come to investigate. What are you afraid of? They find three dead bodies and they, and they gear up. And they start searching the entire ship. They start sweeping. Okay, but you know comms are... There's no communications on board the ship available. I'm not going to be baited into this by you. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, let's move on. So you staring down the western corridor. This way we have no choice but to search every room. It's just funny. You got, you, we both know that Doug would have you were just handed, done it straight away. Yeah, you were handed all these security advantages and you don't want to try one. Because they've all got downsides. We, we're How all, do you know we're terrified of why all of them? Why would why would someone write a module where it's like, oh, it starts with you in a room. Here's a computer that lets you turn the oxygen off and turn the lights off and then see where everyone is. This Did isn't you, like the haunting of Ypsilon. Like we can't just go, oh, we happen to roll well enough to get the self-destruct button instantly. Let me, you have let me replay the message. You have twenty-four hours until detonation. Your gear is here, along with access to a powerful ship's master override terminal. Use it wisely. Good luck. It doesn't say, warning, will <laughs> cause massive disadvantage to you. At least we'll just continue sweeping. And okay, if we cool, decide cool. later on, we know yes, where to get it. We yeah. know where to, what to do. So, Rian's in front, Gordon's behind. We've, secured, we've secured half of the ship. Well, this, this part of the ship, anyway. Okay. You go down the corridor. And to the door to the north, you hear nothing because they're quite hermetically sealed. <laughs> okay. Like, what about the uh, thermal vision? We're looking for footprints. We can't. Yeah, there's footprints going into and out of that room. And the other one? Not only bipedal footprints, but <laughs> quadruped footprints. So they've we, got, we so both they've, instantly were like, "What?" So they've got dogs, probably. <laughs> yeah. And the the southern room? Like hunting dogs. The southern room has a lot of feet out the front of it, but it seems to be another high-security door. And above is ship's AI core. So I know and that... And to the north is food storage and service elevator. So they're in there. They're in the food storage room. Well, there's, footprints there's footprints leading, leading into it, yes. it. And the elevator. Because we haven't taken the elevator yet. No. What about at the end of the corridor to the uh, west? To the west, it goes into the bulkhead and ends. However, you see... If you go and have a look, access vent deck one. Scout. Yeah. For sure. Sure. Because what's going to happen? Look, if we have to take the elevator, we might as well ping. Because the elevator is going to, like, alert people. So because there's no body cam situation out of line of sight or comms out of sight, 
PSD can go up to deck one, but would need very specific instructions on what to do if you want to have okay, a Okay, PSD. Go up to deck one, remain out of sight, go as far in as you can while remaining out of sight. Time limit? Uh, and, okay, let's say five minutes. Sure. And then come back So in report. this game, that's not a lot of time. It's sort of real time. Five minutes to look around is not... 10 to 15 minutes, maybe. Crawling around a vent might not be too long. But if you, as soon as you see anything, any person... Especially to go hundreds of meters through corridors, winding their way through a large vessel. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, no. We're talking half an hour to 45 minutes of... Keep, s- keep going until you see another living being. And then come back? Yeah. And then come back. Cool. Stay out of sight. And now, what are you doing in that time? Uh, putting an explosive charge on that top door now. <laughs> uh, the nerves. The nerves. Let's just. Re- should we just ready the guns and open the north door? Because they don't have comms. No. Can't be that big. We know that they've jammed everything. You have a stun grenade? I have a stun grenade. I could just... Hey, open the door, lob a stun grenade in. I don't want to waste a stun grenade. I, w- I will throw it in if I if there are people in there. If there's a if there's too many for us to handle, yeah, without difficulty, maybe we'll do that. So you will be prepared. Yes. And if there's something inside, you're assuming not not prepared. It's not like it's it's yeah. staring at the door, or whatever yeah. you're coming through. We see like four dudes in there. We're gonna throw it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yes. All right. All right. So I'll prepare the grenade in one hand. The uh, so this is happening while PSD is on his little trip. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's open the door. Oh, the submachine gun in one hand. Oh, no. You, you point your gun at the door. Oh, yeah. And I'll open it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Raphael is back down the corridor about 10 meters away from you holding holding their stun baton. Yeah? Yeah. All right. PSD comes back. We're all dead. Changes its name to PTSD. <laughs> 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 okay. So. There's no point in opening the door quietly because anything inside is going to see me. So I'll just open yeah. it quickly. Just like- Rian. Gordon opens the door. Kick the door in. And inside... Oh, my Lord! You see refrigerators and a service elevator. Pawing at the door of, to the refrigerator is a creature that looks something like this. You have to roll it? Yeah, it's a random table for a pet. You see a quadrupedal creature, like a large dog, with a head with a thousand eyes embedded in it. And as you open the door, they all turn to you. Just looks like a weird dog fly. And standing next to it, turning its head as well, is another pirate, but unlike the others you've seen before. Across its mask, it doesn't have a helmet. It's got grey mottled skin, pointy ears and red bloodshot eyes. And it looks at you holding a vibeshetti and a combat shotgun. On its side. That one first. <laughs> Gordon and Ryan, Rian, roll a sanity save. If you see the beast with a thousand eyes and it looks at you. 16. That's a 45 over 25. So my current stress is now at 6. You see the thing that should not be. And Rian? 16. You shoot him. <laughs> yeah, I'm shooting the guy. <laughs> you shoot. And their initiative has begun. I don't comprehend what the thing is, and I'm not going to yeah. try and think on it too long. They are unprepared. They were not expecting this. Rian, you go first. Or Gordon, up to you. What do you do? Is Rian. it stun grenade or is it shooting the shit out of these things? Just shoot him. Okay. I'm shooting just... the one on the left because he has a shotgun. Yeah. Only two. There's only two of them. 49 under 62. So that's a success. It sure is. Roll your damage to this vampire looking person it's not great okay better 19 19 points of damage yeah and do I get to shoot again or is that one main action that's it you can now move nearby okay which is probably taking cover behind the corridor that you've just stepped out of yeah I'm going to do that back to Raphael I'm going to make sure I can still see Gordon in case the dog thing comes for him it's either you take cover out of sight or you stay no yeah. I mean like to the side yeah you go to yeah, the side yeah, yeah. yeah you can still see Gordon you're next to Raphael now yeah okay you still see Gordon just standing in front of the door Gordon it's your turn this person 
shattered armour is still standing. I'm going After to... taking what you've seen to be a barrage of bullets. I said I was holding the Vibe Shetty, didn't I? Yes. I attack him with the Vibe Shetty. All right. You step into the room in the doorway. What does bleeding gore mean? That's the wound table. Okay. So if you took a wound, I will roll on the bleeding and gore table. I didn't take a wound? No. Well, you don't know that, but I didn't roll no dice, mate. Yeah, yeah. Gordon? Maybe Gordon can finish them off. Combat check. I'm worried about the dog. I'm just like, man, that thing must be meaty if 19 doesn't take a wound. Looks like the the armour it had was a bit more sturdy than what the others were wearing. That is a 26 under 54. So in time to roll damage. Oh, yeah. It hums in your hand. 3d10. I was grabbing d100s for no reason. (laughs) I'm nervous. The beast looks at you and goes... We kill the guy, shut the door. (laughs) That's that's 10 damage. 10 damage. I will roll on the wound table. I just cut his hand off again. (laughs) Fucking do it. Roll a six. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Roam. (laughs) Three. And this is bleeding. Or is it gore and massive? Can we check? Let's bring up the Viva. Bleeding bleeding gore is... I thought it was bleeding gore. Vibe Shetty is bleeding gore. Oh, it's bleeding gore with advantage. Oh. So I roll twice and take the worst. Sweet. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the same for mine. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I got a six. <laughs> and I got a three. <laughs> so. Okay. Three so is laceration, bleeding one. Six is cutting its hand off. And cutting bleeding his hand off. So I, I'm the guy that cuts things hands off. You cut a third hand off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm collecting hands. It's like Just my, have three hands around your waist, uh, waist that's, belt. That's like my pocket sand. Yeah. Just, Hand off! And it is now very bad for you, Gordon. Yep. Because this... Can he move? Yeah, he can attack and move. I'll move it's away. It's their turn. Can you move? Can I slam the door shut? You can move, but you can't shut the door. Okay, I'll move away. Where do you want to go? Back towards Ryan. Okay, it is its turn. The dog-like creature bounds through. Oh, wait, what did Raphael get? He goes last at the oh, end gross. because he wasn't he was back hiding behind you know what I mean yeah yeah okay here we go this hound like creature with lightning speed passes by the humanoid runs up to you oh god and takes a bite mm-hmm. failure it misses and is in right in front of you then the other person comes then Nosferatu out. comes it levels the combat shotgun no at Gordon no and fires. No! But first, it takes its wound damage, which I've done. It's bleeding damage. I'm still up. Success. Oh, Disadvantage sh- because he's got one hand? No. He's oh, only needed one hand. Shit. Okay, right. This creature, humanoid creature, shredded in armor, bleeding, handless, holds up the shotgun with one hand and blows a wound off you. I got one left. You've got one wound left, and please roll a d10. It's okay, we've got a, we've got a first aid kit. Let's <laughs> got a first aid kit. D10. That's a 10. A 10. Listen to that music, John. The critical effect is a gunshot. That is not going to happen. But you have lost a wound. Yep. Whenever you lose a wound, roll 1d10 on the wounds table according to the type of damage. He's obviously rolled something really bad because he's drawing this out. The type of damage is... Yes. Gunshot. Yes. Correct. Yes. And you are grazed and knocked to the floor (laughs) and survive (laughs) another round. Oh, Lord. And we will see you next week. Oh, God. John, you survived. I survived. Barely. I I lost the whole wound, but I just got hit in the shoulder or something. Holy shit. I got grazed. And now the dog's going to jump on me. (laughs) Next turn. And we will find out what happens in the next episode. Thank you for joining us. So I'm going to shoot the dog and you're going to shoot the other guy? Yep. (laughs) That's the plan. Well, Raphael gets to go now. Remember? Yep. He might might be able to get a stun off. Thank you. You have been listening to Nobody Wake the Bugbear. We are playing through Rain in Blood, the adventure by Eric Alsandor for the Mothership Sci-Fi Horror RPG by Tuesday Night Games. I've changed my mind. I don't want to play. I want to go back to D&D. The music has been provided by our very own John. 
Yeah, it's all me. Nothing royalty-free. As well as tracks from the yeah. royalty-free Alex Nakarada at SerpentSoundStudios.com. Other sounds and effects are taken from freesound.org using the Creative Commons license. We hope you enjoyed episode two of Rain and Blood, Pray for Dawn, our red colour anthology of Mothership One-Shots. Remember to like, comment and subscribe to our socials at NWTB Podcast and at NWT Bugbear for our Twitter. We will see you next week. Okay, so when I said... We were at work, Andrew, and I, I won't name the movie because it'll spoil it for people that want to watch it, but when I said, oh, is this going to be like unnamed movie where someone wakes up and the ship is populated entirely by pale, like, cannibalistic, human-hunting, metahuman, vampiric things, you laughed so Your loudly. Face. You're like, ha 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 Space vampires. Yeah. Space vampires. We will see you next time. Thank you very much. I've been Andrew. That was John. And over there in the corner is Josh. Say something, Josh. Hiding in the corner. Hiding in the corner. Pray for mercy. Pray for mercy. Thank you, everyone.